website that excels for expert analytics. You better go somewhere else. Portland Betty Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Patches, poop, they cover it all. They'll discuss everything except football. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome to this episode is brought to you by Warm Milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> Uh, episode 38, season 2, episode 13, if you're counting. Uh, the catchy name for this one is uh, USA beat uh, Costa Rica 2-1. to one. Yay, nation states. Yay. Yay. I'm coming to you. About. Yeah, I'm coming to you from Cannon Beach. Ah, Cannon Beach. Lovely. I'm huh. coming to you yeah. from North East Portland. <laughs> I'm coming to you from Seaside. <laughs> and Greg's still in Goose Hollow. I was hoping you were going to say like Garibaldi or Astoria because that would have been. He doesn't know any other places. Well, <laughs> we're all really like about to fall asleep. Yeah. Randy uh, or anyone else, according to the, the show notes, uh, what's coming up in this episode? We're going to talk about Miami. We're going to talk about. Looks like we're going to talk about the rest of the season wrap up. We're going to have we're going to talk about the aftermath of the athletic article and the the uh, sexual coercion or harassment episode with the thorns and NWSL. And um, I think that's it. Cool. Let's get going. We did get some. Uh, I did yeah. get some feedback from uh, our last episode, um, and that amounted to, "Hey, that was kind of awkward the way you guys handled that." But at least you talked about it. Awkward. Interesting. What what type of awkward? I don't know. I mean, just the way that we were kind of like we didn't really know what to say, or I, you know, uh, uh, have you guys listened to any, anybody else's coverage of that? Yeah, just more Sonics, and I thought yeah. that they weren't bold enough. Other than that, I haven't really heard anything from a podcast perspective. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I don't know if I. The thing that I keep hearing is like, oh, we don't need we don't need old white guys, and I heard this from other things besides the more Sonic. We don't need old white guys to chime in on this, but I feel like we. I mean, you you can't be silent on it, and yeah. so that's part of the problem is being silent on it, and so. You know, it's it's you're culpable if you don't chime in on it. So, yeah. anyways, we'll get to that later. Okay. Well, let's talk about the result against Inter Miami. State the result. Something happened. We won the football State result match. here. Yeah. Go football. Yeah. Football <laughs> match was intense and exciting. Higuain is huge, a beast. He's got He's a, a magnificent big, beard, and I assume a bird. very hairy chest. <laughs> That's great that you said that because I want—I have in my notes I wanted to talk about him being the big bearded baby bully. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what—it was really—he uh, was super impressive to watch. Again, you're—you're you're seeing a world-class player who's won everything you could want to win. And uh, here he is playing in Providence Park, and he's still a good. That whole team, Inter Miami, they did not look good at all. And even like the first, I think it was the first five minutes, the the right back, 
uh, was, you know, shaken over because he was pissed and like waving, like, you know, pass it to me and they pass it to him. And then he boots it completely the wrong way and it goes out. <laughs> and it, but just like their their body language was was very real. They did not look uh, put together. And clearly, as you can tell by by that result, um, uh, you know, we we won. So the we're seeing think, a, a world class player that's past his prime and can't carry the rest of the team. I I don't disagree with what you're saying there. He's definitely past his prime, but he's still infinitely better single handedly than most of the people on the field. No question. Mm, so yeah. does did that mean that he's a big bearded baby who is also a bully, or does he bully bearded yes. babies? Yes. Yes. All the above. <laughs> yeah, he, both of those things. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> he, God, I hate babies with facial hair. He's a, he acts like a giant baby, and you know, anytime a call doesn't go his way or he expects to get everything, I think there was an episode where he went down and wanted to get get the uh, get get like a penalty call or something, and, and even the announcer was like, uh, "Oh yeah, there's barely any contact." And he just kind of threw himself on the ground. Um, but he, I mean, he's a big beefy dude and he's not afraid to, you know, he's trying to bully the refs. He's trying to bully the other players. I mean, he's definitely got some skill, but. Um, That's the kind of man that doesn't wear American apparel. He wears Hanes beefy tees. Well, in other matches, in other matches, I've seen him like. If it's not going well, he'll just walk around the pitch, not really try. Like, it's yeah. very, very clear. Like, he's going to retire soon. He's here to collect a couple more paychecks and call it good. Yeah. Well, good for him for being a hustler, man. I, um, I, so outside of, uh, Haynes Beefy Tees, which is his new nickname, according to Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast that's been coined today, he, the again, Inter Miami just didn't look great, and then honestly, we looked pretty tired. The uh, Espria was noticeably absent and not anywhere near as good as Greg made him out to be during the last pod. Uh, and- <laughs> yeah, you know what he was? He was, um, and we talked about this in other episodes. He has become. He did the thing. This in this match, he was the Espria we're kind of used to seeing. Um, during regular season is the guy that makes these breaks and then makes a bad decision or can't pull off the final thing to, you know, make that break worthwhile. Um, yeah, he, he missed a good, uh, well, I mean, Brexche had a pretty good tackle on him that prevented him yeah. getting a good shot off, but he did, he had like a beautiful, beautiful pass from, um, Blanco that he should have tried to head in and he, and he tried to, catch it on the volley and judged it wrong and just yep made a mess out of it there was uh, hilariously people sitting behind me so in in key bank there's generally not a lot of consistent season ticket holders who go to all the games there are some but the four seats behind us are definitely owned by a corporate whoever and they give them to people and the people behind us uh their soccer education has come from uh ted lasso which uh <laughs> Uh, everything they kept talking about was uh, at that point Nate the Great um, and Roy Kent, and like, have you seen the latest episode? Which was funny, and then they were convinced that Breck Shea was Norwegian, and I was like, I think he's from Texas. Uh, like, 
Uh, I mean, like, to be fair, he, he does look like he's no, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He yeah. totally looks like that. It but just they're was... obviously new to the league or whatever. Don't pay any attention to. Yeah, it was like he played for FC Dallas, I think, and then went to Europe and then failed and then came back to MLS and now he's a, a wing back. But uh, he did have an excellent tackle on Espria and uh, definitely, you know, stopped that from being a goal. But he usually uh, scores against us too. He usually gets like subbed in at the last ten minutes and then scores. He is a tall, goofy-looking motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, what was evident though was the creative spark that we were missing the entire game was Sebastian Blanco, and I was very surprised to see him come on, given that he went off an injury before. I, and... I'm gonna, I'm gonna contradict you. Oh, I don't think we missed a creative spark because. Uh... Yimmy Chara had some real good moves and created a lot of chances. Did he? He did. I remember looking completely anemic the entire match until Blanco came in. Oh, anemic. It's aggressive. Um, if you go back and watch it, we I mean, we had a lot of chances uh, and Yimmy Chara created they didn't amount to very much, but he was he was key in a bunch of those. I don't know. So I mean, I I but yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we we did kind of peter out after a while, and uh, actually, I think Espria missing that header or not choosing not to head that shot from Blanco was um, when they when they subbed him out and put these go to in. But you, there's definitely there's no question that Blanco is is the guy that really drives this team. Yeah, I mean, he's in the driver's seat, the passenger seat, and he's sitting bitch. Like, <laughs> I mean. Quite honestly, he is all over the place, and uh, it it was just so evident the energy of the team changed as soon as he came on, and the uh, and again like Nizgoda, uh, and uh, I was gonna come up with a way to blame Greg for um, hating on Nizgoda and me calling him my favorite player the entire time he's been in Portland, but damn, was I wrong? How many times now was that? He's had fourteen. Touches eleven shots and nine goals. Is that right? Yeah, it's almost like he should shoot more. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's just choosy. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely wild, and like you know, to come in as an impact sub for what he's been doing, and to you know get one solid touch on the ball and have that be a goal. That header was, uh, was just awesome. And then those yeah. guys turned around like a minute later and and scored a goal that was called off so i couldn't tell from the replays in the stadium and i did not watch the uh replay at home should that have been a goal i think uh yeah you couldn't tell from this re- uh, in the stadium either but uh if you're going by the the strict rule i think that was was probably a foul because you see Zuparic go in and he's kind of leaning forward and then you see a very distinct motion of whoever it was the guy that got the goal reaches out and shoves him from behind and and so yeah that's a foul but was it you know was it sort of created by Zuparic yes it was was it soft probably was it could you know it wasn't enough to overturn it would have been called if it had it would have been called in VAR after the goal, if it hadn't been called, um, I don't know. 
Well, that's a whole clear and obvious thing, right? So yeah. even I mean, even so, though, I mean, there's there's still room for subjectiveness in that because is it obvious? Did the guy foul him? Are you allowed to push a guy from behind? No, you're not. But is what define you know is it is it actually a push? Is you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, when again when we were there and uh, it was, oh, you've got to be kidding me! I can't believe they scored and they they called it back. We're thinking this has got to be um, like I didn't see anything wrong with the play in the moment. But again, sometimes those calls go for you and sometimes they go against you. And this time we got the call. So yeah, we've, we've, we're getting a lot. We were in the middle of a big stretch of these things going in our favor. We got to be prepared for that stretch to end. Yeah, which means we need Sebastian Blanco healthy and not uh, not injured. Because again, just the spark that he creates is just—it's a game changer for us. Yeah. And then uh, I—is I, that you, Randy, with Moreno? Go ahead. Uh, no, I don't know who put the note in there, and I mean, I have an opinion, but I just don't know if someone had a strong opinion. That was yeah. That was my notice. Just that he's he's kind of like. A very less expensive Milano. He's not. He has not gotten the hang of it yet. That's a that's a dumb comparison. Erase that. Yeah. He's just not getting the hang of it yet. It looks to me yeah. like he's not used to the rest of the team yet. Like he gets the ball and he's looking around to see what everyone else is doing instead of just getting on it, making a pass, making a run. He's spazzing out because he's like, "Well, I can't believe I'm here." Yeah. <laughs> What's going well, on? It- he was getting recruited by Premier League teams, and it was surprising that he came to MLS. And so I wonder if he's just going to use this as like a growth year for next season and then use that to catapult into a league midseason when, you know, he's on fire. Anyway, so it's not going to be next season. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Um, the other thing I guess we should talk about was the Timbers Army in this game and the very clear protests with the uh like it sounded like the a fuck you gavin chant gw out chant tons of signs in the army supporting nwsl and the players and the timbers army protesting with black and red smoke throughout the i think it was the 25th minute and a more subtle thorns uh cheers that you don't that they, yeah. that they that they led, which was more in support than a protest. Espria helped to his feet, and you see there the banner behind the goal, the red elsewhere, the Rose City Riveters logo on the drum. That's today a show of solidarity and support from Timbers fans in response to the horrific revelations this week of coercion, exploitation, intimidation, and abuse in MWSL. Some of the gut-wrenching stories taking place not just in Portland, but across the street from where this game is being played today. Stories bravely shared by former Portland players Sinead Fairley and Mona Shim, among others. Stories tenaciously reported by Meg Linehan and Katie Strang of The Athletic, among others. Timbers players uh, penning a social media statement of support to all NWSL players on social media and really beyond any one person, any one team, any one league. This is on all of us in American soccer. In this American soccer community, our shared responsibility to, as the Timbers players put it, ensure abuse like this is removed from our sport and players are protected. There is no more important story this week in American soccer. There is no good way to transition back from that to the call of this game, but yeah. that is the backdrop right now in Portland and elsewhere. Yeah, well said, John. And 
just hearing you talk about it, reading those stories, uh, it, it just makes you sick to your stomach. And you're right, at, at the forefront of that, we have to protect the players. We can all do better. It's given us an opportunity just to take pause and think about that and how we can go forward from that. Which was nice. I love that one goal beyond um, chant. That's one of the best chants ever. Based that off is a of pretty good chant. the madness song, based off of the whoever it was that they that they covered that from. I forget who it is. Um, Fucking Chelsea. That's what they. That's like one of the big supporter songs for Chelsea as well. What? One one step beyond. Oh, oh, I was, I wasn't thinking of the club. I was thinking of the Jamaican guy who wrote the song. All right. Well, then that should be the the song that we use in the end of this podcast. But I so I was very impressed with the um, uh, the the reaction from the Timbers Army. It was super cool. And I'm going to turn this into now a negative because we also went to the first Thorns game after the the cancellation of the weekend games with uh, you know NWSL and everything that happened. And it was a Wednesday night game, so you don't really expect too many people to go. But based on, you know, all the reactions and the the amount of support in the stands on the Timbers game, there was like nobody there for the Riveters. And uh, it was very disappointing to not have more, I would say, TA people show up to that match in support of the Thorns players. However, is that your first Thorns match, Jonathan? Uh, no, I had season tickets for the first two years. Bro. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I don't do the the army or the riveters. I, I sit in the section where that we can actually afford players. So you're welcome. Um, and I, uh, it was it was cool um, that there were still some protests, but there's way more signs and banners going on when the uh, uh, during the Timbers match, but. During the sixth minute, it was kind of cool because I didn't see it on the earlier match when it was, I forget who Carly Lloyd plays for, but I was watching that on TV before we left. But apparently all games stopped in the sixth minute for one minute and everyone ran to the center of the, the pitch and, you know, joined arms and did a, a minute of silence for, you know, making changes in the league. And it's one of those moments where everyone around you starts like, you know, like, crying just a little bit for how emotional it was but it was uh super cool and then unfortunately the the thorns did lose that match but uh it was it was amazing um overall so but i I wish more people would have been there on wednesday night to support i was um surprised they talked about it so forcefully in the during the timbers broadcast they made it. I mean, they didn't gloss oh, over. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. What did they say? Oh, I mean, they just said, you know, you can see the the signs in the army, and they explained what it was about, you know, and talked about it. Um, and it was. I mean, obviously, they didn't spend like a ton of time on it, but they, but they. I mean, they mentioned it, and they mentioned it well, and it wasn't just kind of like, hey, well, whatever. Um. So that was surprising to me. Was I the only person at both of those games, Inter Miami and the Thorns game? I think so. I did not go to the Thorns match. Yeah, Greg? you were. Um, I didn't no, go. I did not go to Thorns. Well, you guys are all dicks. <laughs> I was in the concession band before it was a thing. I so Ladies, wait. I'm um, friends with Gavin. 
Yeah. So Mr. Greg Donnelly is the most connected with um, uh, the Timbers Army and leadership. So, Greg, this is a question for you. Uh, anyone who organizes a protest against concessions, it is my understanding through uninformed online reading that <laughs> it if you stop buying concessions, it doesn't matter because those companies have already purchased the right to be there and the Timbers and Thorns have made the money. And they're the ones collecting the profits on those game days to get, you know, money for charity. So not only is that that's false. There's no way that they don't get a cut of that. No, I'm saying they already were paid by the charity to work. the. You don't think there's a per you don't think they get paid per item. You don't think they get a cut per item? They have to pay. No, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's in the fee already to be there. But I mean, again, I don't know. So they sell a thousand uh, eleven dollar beers, or they sell five thousand eleven dollar bills. The, the the Timbers organization gets paid the same amount. That is my understanding. Probably because they buy in bulk. No. Yeah, that's, not that's my understanding. How it's written online by people who probably don't know or maybe uh, casually know, <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm saying. If anyone that uh, doesn't sound like capitalism. It's, it, I mean, honestly, if you think about it from a business perspective for a calendar year where there was a pandemic, it was brilliant masterstroke from the Timbers. What? To get paid and sell for all the games concessions when no one was going to games and buying anything. Well, you get paid to sell and you get a cut. You get a guarantee and you get a part all of right. the door. Randy, I do math. That's you're wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey. I was a math major at one point in my college career. I okay, I, I, I dropped out of that part of college, but <laughs> so anyway, I Greg, if you are listening or still with us, uh, you haven't said anything in at least twenty minutes, so I can't tell. But if you are Greg's with passed us, out on the couch, yeah, he's like just doing drugs. Uh, if you could find <laughs> all out the drugs from your uh inside connections that would be fantastic so we can absolutely uh tell people what to do and what not to do because yeah. i still i still want to buy beers can you repeat that i couldn't hear you over injecting the heroin into my eyeball <laughs> again again which eyeball uh the one without track marks um i'll be intrigued to see uh how that goes but outside of that i mean uh i i'll i think we talk about this a bit later according to the agenda so with that being said greg would you like to take us through the end of season predictions all right portland timbers six matches to go we are sitting at fourth place with 46 points Six matches left, three away, three at home. Uh, I think all but two of them, we are ahead of them in the standings. Oh, no. We're ahead of all of them except Colorado in the standings. How many points are we going to end the season with, Jonathan? Uh, we're going to get 18 Don't we have Seattle at home? Or, or don't we have a Seattle match left? Or are we done playing them? Nope, we're done playing them. Uh, one of the also important things from the, the standings is that every team now is caught up in terms of games. So yeah. there's no more like two games in hand or one game in hand. Uh, I, at this point, I'm, oof, oof. I, I'm still feeling that uh, fourth is probably the most realistic, but I think third is a possibility depending on how we do in Colorado. If we take that game, I think we can 
overtake Colorado. If we lose or tie that game, I think we stay in fourth. We got oh. Galaxy away, Vancouver at home, Colorado away, San Jose at home, RSL away, and Austin at home. And we need to finish in second or first to have a home game for playoffs. Is that how it works? No, fourth place. Fourth place gets a home match. Oh, really? Yeah, Colorado has to really shit the bed to fall behind because they're at fifty-one points right now. Their schedule is a little rough, but I was looking at it. I think they can reasonably take six or eight points, and then even if we take ten out of our final six, they're still ahead of us. That was my prediction. I think we're going to pick up 10 points from these six matches. We'll finish with 56 points. And I'm really curious to go back and hear what all of our uh, point predictions were in our predictions episode. Which that was, was a long time ago. Yeah. Let's see. We're that was... For those of you new listeners to Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, you can find out what we're talking about by going back and listening to episode number 27. Ooh. Yeah. The predictions episode. The back catalog. We're going to get 13 points. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, that's a, what you predicted? A, 13 points? That's what I'm that's saying a, now. That's a lot of points. We're going to so, beat the Galaxy. We're going to beat Vancouver. We're going to beat San Jose. And we're going to beat Austin. And we're going to tie one of the other games and lose the rest. So we're eight unbeaten. And we are going to finish out unbeaten. No, we're going to lose a match. One of those. We'll either lose to, lose to RSL or Colorado. I said we're going to get 61 well, points. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, we'll that see. might that might be possible. Uh, I haven't done the math. Maybe Randy can do it because he's a math I don't think major. it's possible. 46. To be fair, I got into computer science through the back door of, liber- of a liberal arts college. So Colorado has Salt Lake away, Sounders at home, Portland at home, New England, who are... I believe winning the supporter shield this year. Uh, New England away, Dynamo away, and LAFC at home. So I mean, there's three tough matches for them. Not even counting us in that. All right. So take away the um, where we think we might finish right now. Let's take it from another direction. So say the bottom half of the table is 5th, 6th, and 7th, and it's Salt Lake, L.A., and Minnesota. Who of them would you want to face at home in a playoff match? Anybody but Minnesota. (laughs) Call that correctly. I mean, I personally think Salt Lake would be my preferred target, so I'd be happy right now in fourth place if Salt Lake... I agree. L.A. damaged enough. L.A. has been pretty miserable, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but Minnesota is always seems to do better it's, against us than they should. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Greg of clubs. Apparently well, they hate us too, but their hatred is is from like a USL days with the whatever team was there before it was um what was the Minnesota team before it was Minnesota United? It was some other team. Minnesota Ununited? <laughs> divided. Minnesota Divided. Um, <laughs> if Minnesota is divided, <laughs> they will never be united. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good Sham 69 reference. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. That's what I call oi. 
<laughs> is there a kids pop version of Oi? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably. Exactly what it is. It's your favorite Coxbar songs sung by like eight year old girls. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god, that is a brilliant idea. Uh, Passed out colors. Margo yeah. should start though. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, I could just picture like Mickey Fitz, but it being like a ten-year-old kid singing the song, and it's the same level of maturity from like you know Mickey <laughs> Fitz. Or... <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's great. Uh, oh man, I love Oi. I was uh, I, so I will go on one tangent, and uh, I was uh, on the deconstruction tour in England and in. London, Mickey Fitz, and I can never remember the other dude's name for the business, showed up just to hang out. Uh, and they were hammered. And Mickey Fitz tried to go into Lagwagon's bus. And the, like the Lagwagon drum tech didn't know who Mickey Fitz was, which, you know, mistake. Uh, and then kicked him in the face. <laughs> um, like, like going into the bus and like Mickey, again, Mickey was hammered and he falls over and he's bleeding everywhere and he gets up and he's screaming. He's like, yeah, my fucking man in May, I'm going to fuck you up. You better watch. And, uh, in the greatest, uh, like slang dirtbag accent. And, um, the, when everything calmed down, the lag wagon dude wouldn't leave the bus cause he was terrified because he realized what he had actually done. I was like, yeah, you just kicked Mickey Fitz in the face. Like I think he's been kicked in the face seven <laughs> billion times in his life. And he knows everyone who would kick you in the face. And it was the bouncing souls were on that tour. And, uh, the, the bouncing souls. Yeah, there was a, and the dude from the bouncing souls was like, uh, who like you know friends with the business and had done like collaborations before and he was like i don't really know what to do should i beat up the dude from Lagwagon or should i uh escort me out the of business here? with the business yeah he basically uh that was a that was a wild day that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my entire life so did that guy ever get off the bus the entire time in, in not in, in london no, in he stayed. <laughs> yeah he stayed he stayed on the bus no joke he wouldn't leave i'm not like it was like the business are real hooligans where it's like lag wagon or like drug addicts from socal santa barbara yeah <laughs> but anyway back to what the other story was <laughs> sorry what were you even talking about I derailed yeah, we're that. About the timber season. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to the predictions episode, and uh, my prediction here for the final uh, points tally is: I think we will finish with 59 points and stay wow. in, stay in fourth place. Yeah, that's what I said. 13 points, 59 points, 59. That'll bring us oh, up to 59. I then I'm going to pick. Six <laughs> points. I have sixty-one. All right, Greg. Hey, talk to you later. I already said mine. Uh, we'll get ten points from the remaining games. We will finish in fourth with fifty-six points. Well, we did not uh, be. Greg is probably dead on. Yeah, probably <laughs> smartest one on this podcast. <laughs> that doesn't say much about this podcast. That's true. It's fair. It's fair. So we're right. uh, going to talk about this article or what? Let's talk about what's happened since that uh, athletic article came out. Um, Absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, Gavin Wilkinson was suspended from the Thorns or put on administrative leave. 
so while the investigation continues, there's a there's a great that was the main word right there. What's Not that? enough. Yeah. When they said while the investigation continues, the um, there's, there was a great article in the uh, in the Nutmeg News about that, uh, where they, it was something along the lines of manager of Portland Timbers, general manager of Portland Timbers criticizes general manager of Portland Thorns. Yeah, I read that. It was Gavin (laughs) Wilkinson criticizing Gavin Wilkinson uh, for being, you know, a distraction to the team and, and, and whatnot. But I, I was reading a lot of comments in Timbers Wonderland and one of the ones that really got to me and I didn't respond to it, but was from our friend Tim Aaron. And uh, he said something to the effect of, you know, what exactly do you expect them to do? This is a great first step uh, and so on and so forth. And when I read that, I was so frustrated and I was going to respond, but I I, I didn't just because, you know, what's the point of arguing on Facebook, but waiting five days it's fun to put him on administrative leave from just the thorns is absurd like that's the thing that you do the day the accusations are released into the well you should have done it the first time that you know in 2000 whatever but uh it, then it hits the press you should immediately put him on leave and he's got to be on leave from both teams it's not like he has an office where he sits where he's like you know doing thorns work and an office where he sits when he's doing it's, timbers work it's got, he's, it's got, got a t- line of masking tape down the yeah. middle of the office right. <laughs> he's in the same office he's seeing the same people like if there's like thorns players i imagine and go there and do some type of practice or drills when he's still going to be there and that is the it is such uh, at some point, uh, and we can talk about this because it's in there. It's like moving the the championship. But Hank Paulson, who actually owns this team, and he lets his little you know little bitch boy Merritt run it. Uh, at some point, uh, when you're losing things like a championship game in your in that stadium and the, like the revenue opportunity, it's uh, like it, I think you know Daddy Daddy is going to make little Merritt uh, do some things he doesn't want to. Okay. It's sort of it's the same. Hang on a second. Sorry. So you're you're having the same reaction that I had to the what he's talking about is there the NWSL championship match, which was supposed to happen in Portland, which they've already sold tickets for. I don't know when how many they've sold, but they opened they announced it. It was a couple of weeks ago, and so. People have already bought tickets. People have already made travel arrangements to to come here. Um, they announced today that they were moving that to Louisville. Now everyone assumes that it's related to the NWSL to the um, to the uh, fucking to the Riley um, investigation and all that. But I don't. I really don't think it is. I thought it, I thought so too at first, and I had a whole big line of reasoning of, of because it was the allegedly the players asked for it to happen, and um, the Thorns office put out a statement that's saying that you know or that you know they it was a sort of a, not a joint decision, but they cooperated with it with their wishes to have the the championship moved. Um, I th- I think it what it really was the actual reason why is because of the time slot that it has to be on CBS meant no. they had to start the game at nine o'clock in Portland, which I thought was, is not that big of a deal. But then I saw they have their pregame 
warm-up rituals or whatever, which means they would have had to get up at 5 a.m. to start all that stuff. And that's why the... the um, no. No, but listen, though. Here's the thing. Nobody wanted to start to have that NWSL championship game. Nobody offered to host it. And the, the Thorns or Merritt stepped up and, uh, and said, well, if no one else is going to do it, we'll do it. They didn't make a bid. They didn't bid on this. They bid on it by default because no, there was no venue. And so now that magically just changes a week after all this shit goes down. I mean, come well, on. Dude. Why isn't there a statement about that being the reason then? Uh, because I think they want to save face and just say, oh, it's because of the time and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, why isn't there was... a statement from the players then on that? I don't, dude, I don't know. That. But so you think that it just happens to be pure coincidence that it's a week after all this stuff goes down that they decide to take away the championship from the Thorns. And you think it's the time that made the difference. I think it is. Oh, my God. I don't like to agree with Randy, but... <laughs> um... See, Randy, now you know that you're fucked because Josh agrees with you and he doesn't like Kate Brown. <laughs> but, you know, I'm... I don't Greg, like Greg, come in here and solve it. I mean, you, I'm, I'm down. Okay, uh, let me, let me, let me add something to that. I think the players were not happy about it to begin with, and it had when it when it was probably announced that they were going to have to play at 9 a.m. local time in Portland. They probably were not happy about it in the first place, and but they were like, ah, oh, well, what can we do? Dude, and then, dude, and dude, then dude, after dude, dude, just. Dude. Sh- shut it oh my god this hap this was this was all announced before <laughs> the the riley thing and then after the riley thing was announced they were like well we could probably get this moved because of this in the a current good, climate we could probably get this moved a good so wait because of what happened and not because uh, we, well because of what happened they have they're going that the league is going to be more sympathetic to them wanting it moved how many of those players who play in NWSL play for national teams who are boarding planes at random times crossing crazy ass time zones and then going competing against other international competition all over the globe a time start of like a difference of 3 hours is not any reason to move like hosting a specific championship game but you look at time start yeah but if it, if it puts that first thing in the morning yeah that's a, that's what? different Why? from because they they have a routine that they don't just wake up and go to the stadium and start playing soccer they have they have a warm up routine that 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 starts I- I understand that, but so you start half a, a day before early. the match starts, and so when oh. you place that sh- kickoff time first thing in the morning, Randy, you got Fox News and you believed it. At what point <laughs> are you going to start watching Tucker Carlson? <sighs> What's Greg? wrong with him, <laughs> Greg? Greg oh. t- take take us home, Greg. My thought is this: if the players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the player is going, oh, I wonder if we could use this whole thing about Riley and systemic sexism and all this in order to change the time that we play. That cheapens like the message. I don't think they're focused on the time. When well, that's what that's but they didn't tie, they didn't bring that up. They didn't. That's that. 
that's it like cheapen the message, but they didn't put, make that part of the message. That's exactly no. why they didn't make that part that, of the message. That that's like being like, oh man, my wife's really really pissed off at me for not you know helping out with chores. That means I can go to the bar because she doesn't want to see me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good analogy. That seems like a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> Then why didn't they come out with a statement that says this is why we're changing the game to Louisville? Why didn't the Players Association say that? That's a really, really good question. Yeah, it's. I agree, Greg. That is, Randy. That is a good question, but I don't think it changes the the. Like, th- this is definitely punitive. Maybe, just maybe, Olivia Moultrie had to um, watch Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> and she can't play she's that not, early. She's not eight. <laughs> she's like got to get a permission slip to make it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but think about it too. If you, if if it was your intention to punish the league, or to, you know to punish the Thorns by not playing the championship in Portland, and from a players' um, association's standpoint they they if that game was in portland that was they had that's their biggest chance to make a stink especially with with the 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 supporters if that game is played in portland the riveters show up on mass the stadium is packed all those um all those uh and maybe that's why protest signs are there all the chants are there, and all that stuff is audible on national television. Maybe, yeah, but it's Portland. All those signs were last week. They're not coming back. Maybe it would just like the Iron dude, Front. Come Hold on. on, maybe they couldn't announce it because the investigation. What are you talking about Josh? The Iron Front stuff was there for. <laughs> it's there all the time. It's there maybe, every game. But Greg, maybe I'm just trying to rile you up, dude. Maybe it's because maybe they didn't announce that's what it's for because uh, they're reopening that investigation. What happened with Gavin? So like maybe they just don't want to have egg on their face if that investigation turns up nothing. And then mm, you know, that Merit, seems more far fetched than and then Merritt can my cry, explanation. cry martyr. You only don't like it because you didn't think of it. <laughs> well, okay. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't disagree. I love it. That was great. Anyway, that's my thought. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So wait. So I forgot. Agree. I meant to. I had my um, you know, early release time to buy those tickets, and I actually meant to buy tickets because, I mean. I'm sure it's going to be between. I'm sure the thorns are going to end up in that game, uh, and then I just completely spaced it for, for something came up, and now I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, well, uh, way to not be a supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really cool, Randy. <laughs> Real Kill cool. Yeah, I mean, some people are really pissed off about it. I mean, like, really mad about it. Um, it's surprisingly to read the read some of the the comments over on Riveters. Yeah, well, so I mean, back to what we said last episode, and apologies to anyone who thinks. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. I, before no, I forgot, no. there's like more than one people 
it, it, it's on the in the athletic article too. People saying, "Oh, the league's going to fold." Moving the moving that they're they they see the moving of the uh, championship game to Louisville as the sign that the league is going to fold somehow. Every time something happens, it's the league's going to fold. It's, the league it's is a little going annoying. Well, we say we still say that about MLS too. I'm yeah, sure. one of you nerds said that about the Super League or some shit. You were like, ah, the league is going to fold. It, that was Randy. He was like, it's not strong enough. And I'm like, it's like 25 years old, Randy. It's strong enough. I don't know. When I was 25, I sure <laughs> as fuck didn't feel like I was going to make it. Yeah, Burnley can't survive. <laughs> All hail Burnley. Burnley. It's going to burn. Burnley. <sighs> you guys. Bye. We're going to kick your uh, ass. We're going to kick <laughs> the Spurs' ass. Yeah, <laughs> whenever that game is, Burnley's going up. Yeah, uh, to the next like super premier division. Is that like the the next? <laughs> they're starting. Yeah, they're starting their own league. Yeah, the uh, BPL. It's, super, it's called the Super Mediocre League. Yeah, <laughs> you just play uh, themselves. Uh, when you say play themselves, like what does that mean, Josh? Do you want me to really tell you? No, I don't, because Randy's going to get upset. <laughs> Yeah, family show. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do this like Wu Tang is for the kids. If you guys remember, <laughs> Wu Tang. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So I definitely want to double down on what we said last podcast, and I apologize, Randy, to the critiques that you have have heard on behalf of the larger group here. But I do have an opinion, and Gavin Wilkinson needs to go and. I've seen. I'm with you there. Yeah, from both organizations, not just the Thorns. It's time to move on, and that that just that needs to happen. It it was a chicken shit move to not remove him from the Timbers at the same time. Totally the wrong. And again, like that's the whole idea. It's like imagine if you had been harassed by him at some point, and then he just happened. Yeah, and he's still there every day. GM of the, the 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 you know, partner company in his same office and you have to walk by the same office. It's just like, it's such the wrong message to send. And it just shows that merit isn't responsible enough (laughs) to, to take advantage, like to take control. (laughs) That would be like, if you showed up, if you fail to show up for your shift at the KFC slash A&W root beer combo restaurant, and they just fired you from one of them. <laughs> at the gas station or whatever, you know, at the rest stop gas station. Taco you Bell sh- Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you shit on brands. your you shit on your coworker's desk. You're not allowed on the east side of the office anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You're welcome yeah, to continue shitting in the west side, though. Yeah, uh, same parking spot though. Uh, right next to the person that you sexually coerced. <laughs> It, it just oh, it's, God. It, it is so tone deaf the the response the approach and again the Tim Aaron thing he was saying like oh no this is what what do you expect them to do this is a good first step and I was like number one it's five days too late uh, and number two he's still working for the Timbers uh, in the say again it's so so well dumb. it would be a good first step if it was the first step but it's the only step and it's going to be taken back in a little bit secretly. Oh, wow. Josh, that was profound. That was like the most mature thing you've ever said to me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Are you done for the next 10 years? Yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to hang it up. I'll see you guys later. 
the, <laughs> the fact that they didn't do it from the Timbers 2 means that they don't really have any intention he is of firing him yet, as of yet. Um, what what you got to think is, I mean, if he did say that stuff to Manashim about don't talk about your sexuality, don't come, we don't, we're not, uh, we don't talk about being gay in this here. Um, you got to imagine that he probably said it to somebody else, although she was right. maybe the only one that was outspoken about it at the time. So, but you have to imagine that someone else can corroborate that because he's yeah. claiming he didn't say it, but. Um, well, and then that was, uh, I was seeing tweets from the Oregonian and, um, they were confirming that the Timbers press and front office contacted them, like questioning why they ran the story without letting them know and this, that, and the other thing. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, been, uh, cooperated by the actual like news outlets and not, you know, someone writing shit on the internet. So what the, the, the. Peregrine Sports expected some sort of courtesy. Courtesy, that. and then they questioned why. Um, I forget, like the. I'll, I'll send you guys a link, or we can post it in the. Um, but Caitlin Murray specifically called it out from uh, the Oregonian. Oh, that's bad. Um, Are we some merits like George W. Bush? Can we? Can and we? Gavin's um, like Cheney. Can, <laughs> it's exactly good, good comparison. Can we? I mean. Is it a good idea for, right, for Merritt Paulson to be removed as an owner from the standpoint of the, the things that it, all right, this, let's just make a pure business decision that has nothing to do with what's happened to the, what his complicity is. Should he be, would it be good for him to be removed as the owner of the Timbers? He's not the owner. It's his dad who owns Peregrine Sports. Okay. As the guy that runs it. Uh, I, I think at this point, yeah. Okay. I, no, I, mean, I just meant in general. Is that a good thing? Would that be a good thing for the Timbers if the Timbers, if Peregrine ooh. Sports sold well, then sold the team to somebody else? It, the Saudis could, be, could buy us. They just bought Newcastle. Sure. It could Confirmed. be better. It could be better. It could be worse. It depends on who the buyer is. But, I mean, is Merritt really offering us anything we can't get somewhere else? No. Yeah, but you think someone's going to come here and want to buy that? Yes. Yeah. If I had the money, I would buy it. Okay. I just... The devil uh, you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, the grass is always green on the other side. Like So things I do like about Merritt Paulson is that he is active uh, with fans and media, even though sometimes you're like, you <laughs> shut up. But he at least interacts with people, and so he's accessible, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I think he genuinely has become a Timbers fan as opposed to, you know, buying a baseball team and then like, I guess I get a soccer team. Uh, but I think he's grown into loving it. And I think he really cares about the team. Like he clearly tries to invest, even though the big investment monies are, you know, flops like Milano. But I just don't think he's the right person to lead a sports franchise that is so active in, you know, community outreach. And I don't want to say politics, but just like, um, you know, the politics of the city. I don't think he's the right person to run the organizations. And again, like he should sell the thorns, which is almost impossible to do without selling the timber. So that's why I said, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but that's probably the right direction for the club. So the next follow-up is, 
he sells the thorns. I mean, is there is that's there's I mean, no there's no way to do that. Uh, they're so intertwined. Number one and two. Well, it, I if mean, he, no, if could, he sells if he sells the thorns. And then they they have to then move out of that stadium unless they figure out some kind of long term rental agreement where uh, Gavin Wilkinson's not allowed there when Thorne's players are there. It's just it's I mean, not going to happen. They could have a rental agreement. I mean, they they put enough butts in the stands to to make that part not a big deal. But it's just the the rest of the the you know like the support staff and all that. Someone would have to. I mean, actually, it's they're probably the most. Um, yeah, they're probably the most profitable. I wonder if they are actually making money for NWSL. I know they were oh, doing sure, revenue sharing with the other teams based on on uh, some of the, the you know ticket sales and stuff. Yeah, they're clear. I mean, there were games I've been there where it's been sold out. So I mean, they're clearly yeah, yeah. making money. Every game's and- got more 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 fans there than any FC Dallas match. FC Dallas, Houston, San Jose. Well, and also just on merch alone, probably like that last yeah. jer- that black jersey is one of it was one of the best jerseys ever made in in football for soccer at yeah. all. Yeah, at all. So you know, and it was rated that too. So huh. you know that thing's probably sold millions, or really not, but maybe <laughs> yeah, a bazillion. Right, so. Okay, but I think merit should stay. And I would like to see him get rid of Gavin and see what happens next before I make another decision. Uh, I hate to agree with you, Josh. Oh, <laughs> but geez, I'm going to do it. This is super weird. Greg, can you please agree with me? Because I'm getting really uncomfortable over here. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> uh, I totally watched Step Brothers last So night much space for activities. So much space for activities. <laughs> <laughs> Greg? I'm burying you. What? Oh, you weren't paying attention. Greg? So, yeah. What are Should you doing, the... Greg? What are you Greg's doing? too busy talking about anti-flag and no pity. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, it was just announced. Anti-flag's playing a show tonight in Portland, and I guess they did a collab with NPO uh, for a shirt that goes on sale tomorrow, and all the profits go to... ORC Justice? I don't know what that is. Do you guys know what that is? Or, yeah, nope. it's called Orcs. It's no. from Lord of the Rings, and they fight uh, many battles. Gotcha. Oh, Orc Justice? Yeah, Orc Yeah, orc Justice. Anyways, so yeah, there's this picture of uh, Anti-Flag wearing the shirts and holding up a uh, no-pity scarf. Yeah, that's kind right. of fun. So, Greg, the question was... Check that out tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah, should the should Merrick Paulson be taken away as owner or not as owner, but as like GM of both clubs or president of both clubs? I don't think we know enough to be able to make that determination. I want to watch him burn. It hasn't stopped us from <laughs> from having a whole podcast for two years. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Right. A, well, the way the way you phrase that. The way you phrased that was, should he be removed? I mean, do I want him removed? Sure, I think he kind of sucks. Does, you know, should as in, did he actually fuck something up? I don't know. Uh, if he's enabling Gavin or if he's giving these orders, then yeah, he needs to fucking go. If Gavin's making all these calls on his own and, you know, acting rogue and Merritt's just on the side doing Merritt things, 
eh, like, no, this isn't what should get him out. What should get him out is the fact that he's kind of shitty and doesn't really represent us. <laughs> you just you hate Kiwis too, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Get hey, Bill Tuilama scored. In Bill Tuilama scored his uh, first international goal, I think. Oh no shit! Yeah. He's one of us. He's one of us. I like Bill. Okay, so the one match that I went to this year of PDXFC, Bill Tuilomo was in attendance in the stands rooting on players from PDXFC. He looked very dapper. He had on beautiful white trainers. And I was impressed that he took his time to go watch another player play a soccer match on an off day. Did you say trainers? Yes. So was he wearing a jumper too? Yeah, he was wearing a sick jumper, some trainers, and he just kept saying, like, in it, fam, uh, over and over. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, in it, fam, all right? And, um, jumper, no. trainers, and a Kangle hat. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say something else, but then Randy would get super mad, so never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a really good segue about PDXFC to you, Greg. Tell us about PDXFC and maybe an update. Shit, I gotta go to the notes. Uh, they oh, Jonathan, buy me a jersey. They yeah. finally released brand large, new, they're called kits, Josh. They finally released brand new kits, and your very own Portland Vanity S- Soccer Podcast is a sponsor. Wait, what? Boom. Yep, it is true. There is a PSP on the sleeve of these. And I I have a picture. (laughs) I have a picture of Khalif Al Hassan wearing it that I might tweet later tonight. So throw your hands uh, up. I mean, maybe that that should have we used that graphic as a episode as a as a have we used that picture as a graphic for this podcast? If not, maybe that should be the one for for this. I think it should be. Oh man, Jonathan, the the things you must have. I love that you've known about this for six months. Talk you into spending your money on this kind of thing. I gotta admit, it's 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 cool. It's kind of cool. Now I kind of want one of those jerseys. And the other one, the new black one, it says, uh, I think we have the the bottom rocker, and it's the full Portland Vanity Soccer podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no, no. It's amazing. Oh my god. The black yes. ones have not been released for sale yet, but the white ones have, and they're half Jesus. the price of MLS kits. So go to what's that website? Let's plug it. Uh, yeah, you can plug it, and then you oh, can just go to PDXFC. Just go to PDXFC.com. There's a link for the Hummel shop, but it's on there. <laughs> hey, man, you you buy me a car, I'll, I'll let you wrap it with PVSP. <laughs> I'll drive that around town. But yeah, you should, we should buy it. We should support local soccer. And for every time we think that Merritt Paulson is a giant piece of shit, or you say about it, you should go to a PDXFC match in in response and support local uh, local soccer, not owned by a fucking Paulson. Hey, speaking of buying me a car, I have uh, this episode's anti-commercial anti-sponsor. This ep- this episode, we're. Um, I'm buying a used car because uh, we got rear-ended and uh, the insurance company totaled it. Um, not, it's not a uh, 
we we made an offer on a Honda Odyssey, a used Honda Odyssey. So, you know, it's already overpriced, even though it's used. And, you know, this is a terrible, every time I tell someone we're, we got to buy a new uh, used car, everyone's like, oh, this is a terrible time to buy a car, used or new. And you're right. It is. We had a... um. We had an agreement. We were there to sign papers. They let us take it for a, one last spin again. And we, you know, we're just going to go over the look at the nitpicky stuff. You know, we brought the box of CDs to check that the CD player, we bought the, brought the DVD to check that the DVD player worked. Um, we had, you know, like check all the, check everything, you know, check the air conditioning, check the lights and all that stuff. And a bunch of stuff on the list did not work. Um, no, even though they, yeah, even though this is, even though they give you the checklist that says, you know, here's the the checklist of everything we went over, you know, the transmission's been checked, the, the brakes have been checked, the headlights have been checked. So, um, a bunch of superficial stuff, um, you know, like the CD player, um, the heated seats and that kind of crap did not work, even though they said they had checked them off. Um, and so you got to you got to wonder, you know, if they say they check that stuff, that's like dead easy. Yeah, exactly. Check, you know, um, the CD player doesn't work. You, you you say you check that, but it but it doesn't work. You know, did you actually check the transmission? You know, did you actually check the brakes? Um, and so we were like, hey, all this stuff that you said worked, you know, doesn't work. Can can you fix that for us? And then we'll sign the papers. And they're just like, hmm. No, we're not interested. We're we're not going to do that for you. And they're like, okay, well then, let's adjust just the price. Uh, and they're like, mm, no, we're not going to do that either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, it's not like we're buying a seven thousand dollar car or whatever. I don't. I don't want to say how much we're we're spending, but um, you know, it wasn't like uh. You know, it was a sizable amount of change for anyone that wasn't named Jonathan. But um, it's I'll let you uh, look at Bill, my Audi. Will that help? Yeah, it's a uh, Bill Lamphere's Beaverton Honda. Um, don't ever buy a used car from those fuckers. Ooh, where, 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 in, where in Beaverton are they? Uh, I think they're on Canyon Road, I think. Um, they're located on Canyon North Canyon Road. Yeah, and and it'd be one thing if you're going to a car, you know, like if you're buying a used, you know, Toyota from a Honda dealer, and you're like, yeah, hey, like, like can you fix Billy, this? And they're like, Billy's used no. cars is like, yeah, I'll fix it right now. Yeah, it's a it's a it was a Honda Odyssey, right? And it's all stuff that they have that they can fix. You know, they have a massive service department. Yeah. They're familiar with those cars. You know, and they just couldn't be bothered. Didn't care. Didn't care about the business. So there you have it. Side conversation, Randy, and uh, we should definitely talk shit about them in the write-up of this episode, which would be kind of fun. We can trash talk them on um, uh, on the interwebs because now that's what we're really good at. But everyone (laughs) in terms of the car market right now is ridiculous. Like I got offers um, like Audi keeps calling me saying you know they want to buy the car back and uh i'll like they'll i'll make money if i sell it to them and the one you just got at the beginning of pan- of the pandemic pandemic yeah and i was yeah. like no i really like my car i don't want to sell it to you and i still kind of need it and uh, josh didn't you have a story and greg you have a story yeah super i bought a well i 
started leasing a Subaru. Yeah. Um, two years ago. And the last three or four months, they're calling me every two weeks asking if I'd want to trade it in. Jeez. And then, Josh, didn't you get some crazy valuation on your piece of shit car? Yeah, they offered me twice the price of what it's worth. I, I So, again, I don't understand how this is making any sense whatsoever. But I guess hearing Randy's story as a buyer in a used car well, market. Well, because there's no um, um, there's no chips for new cars, so yeah. they're buying used cars because they're trying to buy them for anything and upselling them. Yeah, a lot of people are buying used cars. <laughs> I just was like, like, if you're buying, oh, go on. Sorry, this is a little bit of a segue. <laughs> a segue on our segue. Um, I went to look at a car today and I was a little suspicious because it, it was super low mileage and uh, ran the Carfax report and there were no, there was only, like the first entry on it was at 45,000 miles and there was only a few entries in, in it. And I was like, wow, this is kind of too good to be true. And then I get to, get to the car, get to the guy's house and it's like, all oh, it's kind of weird. It's got weird vibes. And then I'm, I mentioned, you know, it's kind of interesting that there's no maintenance records, not even an oil change for this that show up until 45,000 miles. And, you know, cause the car only had 65,000 miles on it. And he's like, Oh, I got all those right here. And I'm, I'm looking through the folder and uh, like there's Jiffy Lube receipts and the mileage is like 172,000. <laughs> One hundred and eighty thousand. So the car had like it rolled over twice already. He somehow. I mean, I don't want to disparage the guy, but it just—it's very sketchy. All your Portland Vanity Soccer podcast listeners, please share your car buying experience during the last three months because this is totally weird. Because everyone I know has said this story. One of the people on my team. Uh, they bought a brand new car in Southern California and same kind of a thing, no negotiating because they don't need to negotiate right now. And it didn't even matter that it didn't have all the features the person wanted just because they needed a new car. And, uh, that was what was available. It was like, take it or leave it. Well, yeah, a lot of things now are, um, a lot of people are bidding on one car and the dealer just sits back and raises it. Some of them are going for like 10 grand over, you know, like just depending on what right. it is. So Randy, because only like one comes in. Uh, so Randy, what's the name of the place that our listeners should not go shop at? Do not buy a used car or any car for that matter from uh, Bob Lamphere, Lanfears, Beaverton Honda. Lamb. Fear. Yeah. Land fears. Yeah. Is it land? Yeah, it's oh. an um Pacifically? They had really as we were yeah, going in to sign the paper right before we went in to sign the paperwork, Gretchen started looking through their Yelp reviews and it was all like really bad Yelp reviews. <laughs> it, was, it was all people complaining about them trying to like talk them into buying extra services, you know, like trying to lease a car when they didn't want to lease the car when they wanted to buy it, you know, like just getting harassed by people. And we're like, Oh, well, you know, you know, everyone's got a bad experience, but one follow-up question then, Randy, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. so what is your plan B? Well, Abort. I, just keep looking. I'm going to keep looking. I mean, there's, 
Uh, we we made we were going to buy this another Odyssey. Um, we had another sort of sketchy thing happen with a dealer, but um, they're, they're out there. We just they just go fast. We're just going to a little more south. Salem, there's some in Salem, yeah. So what's the what is the allure to a Honda Odyssey? Well, we're looking at we're looking at Odysseys and we're looking at car- Dodge Caravans. Um, the lure to the caravans. I got this guy advising me. He used to he used to uh, Timbers fan, uh, lower two hundred fiver. Um, used to uh, write for Car and Driver magazine. Very recently, uh, for a long time, he's a Detroit guy, and his um, his he says uh, Hondas and uh, Toyota minivans are are good, but they're you you actually end up paying more just because they have that Honda name on them, and they're not. It's not necessarily worth it. Um, uh, if you get a lot more for your money, if you get a Dodge Caravan, um, they are not as not as shiny, not as fancy, but they are super reliable and um, uh, very practical and very durable. And so Will you get it in periwinkle blue. <laughs> no, you know I'm not a. Uh, are we're honda people man I, my dad had a honda motorcycle as a kid i think that's why i'm a honda person i think it stems solely from the fact that my dad had two honda motorcycles one of which i still have in my backyard when i when i bought a house i went out and bought a honda lawnmower because i thought that was cool <laughs> <laughs> did you put a v-tech sticker on it <laughs> i've had i've had uh the first new car i bought was a honda i've had a couple new Honda. did you really say a v-tech sticker <laughs> uh, yeah i did i was like oh you got a honda civic put a v-tech sticker on it even though it doesn't have a v-tech part that's cool <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, we're looking at Odysseys because um, Hondas are reliable, and we're looking at caravans because you get more for your money. Wow. All right. Well, this is a, a very interesting glimpse into Randy's personal life. We like and- to go camping. We always bring a lot of shit with us. We're, we're, we're car campers, so we need a minivan. When you say you're a car camper, does that really mean that you don't have a house? No, yeah, no, sounds no. like you're homeless. No, I mean, we go we go camping, and but we bring we pack the car full of crap. Um, we're not like hiking while our stuff in to, into the woods. We're oh, you're we're glamping. Glamping. Yeah, yeah. Well, that must be nice to have money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel bad. Yeah. For, I feel bad for flaunting my wealth in front of you, Jonathan. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. Me, uh, it's a gross habit. You shouldn't do it. Come over to your house and make you dinner or something. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't as a, as Greg give your, uh, give your cook the night off so I can come in and do that for you. Yeah, is Greg knows is Greg even listening? Like no, Greg stopped paying attention like three hours ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah. See, <laughs> look, he's not even responding. That air. Yeah. Oh uh, no! There's a little. Uh, he's paying attention. I can see like one little dip on his sound level. Yeah, uh, he's probably it's probably Roger. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, you guys, this this is uh, this is some good feelings. I I am. Uh, this is a good one. I I enjoyed this conversation. So good. All right. Well, let's, cool. let's do quick predictions. Next game, we're gonna win. Galaxy away. Win. Galaxy are in sixth place. We're winning four to one. Three nil shutout. We win. Uh, two one. We win. 
Oh, this is interesting. I like it. And then the episode, the the episode, the the ending of this episode, the song that I guess we're going to choose is the original version of One Step Beyond that was later covered by Madness. Greg, I don't have the link because Randy's the musical jerk off. <laughs> it's my it's my Prince Buster. Yeah, there you and go. I have there you the go. link. All right, I I see the link. All right, there we go. Yeah, and we don't need to say everyone knows where to find us. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are you sure, man? I mean, like, what if they don't know that we're on Spotify? We're, um, <laughs> we're Portland Vanity on TikTok. That's it. <laughs> oh Jesus! Could you imagine? Oh, you know where you can find us? You can find us on the back of on on the tramp stamp or sleeve of uh, PDX jerseys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, cool. Uh, I guess Josh, you should hit stop on the recording thing and make sure they all upload. Before hey, hang up. see you guys. One step beyond. Beginning to feel the heat. 
Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est, rock-steady beat of madness. One step beyond! say my mother is a very talented artist and uh she has done all kinds of stuff uh her entire life specifically wood burning and uh you know like ukrainian easter eggs yeah uh she is <laughs> baller at those to where they made it onto like the governor's christmas tree in in times square for uh different things like she's um She's done quite a quite a good job. She's a talented lady, and that weed box yeah. that she has made for you, Josh, is one of the best ones I've. I, I'm, I'm impressed. It's amazing. Like, I don't um, even know. I'm, I need to figure out. I'm going to make a video out of it to like capture it for oh, for Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> milk, milk, lemonade. Turn uh, <laughs> so and uh, Fran. Sorry, I'm late. I fell asleep on the couch. Oh. It's okay. Uh, You're not missing much. Yeah, I mean, you are old, so it makes sense you fell asleep at like yeah, six thirty. That's a pretty old thing to do: fall asleep yeah. watching Matlock on the couch. Did, yeah, did you have a glass of milk? <laughs> Warm milk. Uh, oh, all right. Well, yeah, so Josh. Much candy. Why don't you give us a little uh, review of um, of what Hurricane Fran? Yeah, Hurricane Fran sent you. Did she send me this? Um, a cigar box that she painted with the the Jewish Tie Fighter on the outside, or like she painted it and burned it in, and it says like stash box. It's the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I am. I am very. She was so pumped when she saw your Jewish space laser stickers. Um, 
uh, she was like, Josh would, would really like that. And then uh, specifically on the sides, it has it actually burning down a forest on one side. And yeah, on the other so side, great. Yeah, the other side, it's just the smoky aftermath. So they uh, a lot of a <laughs> lot of effort went into that box. Did it make you it with candy? Did it make you feel bad about your career choices because anybody can do art and you're not special? Oh my god, it's just, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> oh man, sorry. You know, my white male privilege prevented me from going. <laughs> oh, now you're white. Okay, <laughs> now you're white. Well, according to whatever person told Randy that. <laughs> whatever person told me what 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 are you talking well, about you were saying at the be- you were saying at the beginning that someone is saying that us white males shouldn't be talking about it oh oh yeah yeah i i appreciate the feedback but no dude get fucked well, because why dude, don't they start supposed- a fucking podcast yeah what are we supposed to do not address it i think that'd be even worse yeah, yeah. um yeah that person probably didn't go to the game either yeah, and if they did, they probably would have bought concessions. Ew. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Ew. It's a real chicken. And he's a little bitch. This. All right. <laughs> That's not going to do. And he's a fucking sex coward. Come on, yep. man. We're never going to get anybody to come back wrong. on this show for an interview. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll rerend you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hot. Uh, <laughs> That's it. One hour and three minutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, you know, 